He turns graves into gardens. We're so thankful for the families of our church who have brought the worship music today. Today's a celebration about Jesus, and it's a celebration about our Calvary family. So we're so thankful to have received from, from various homes of our church family these songs. We, we know that on this day, a lot of people are watching live streams and people can watch famous artists and famous preachers and the best churches in, in, in the world. But, but what we thought would make our service special here at Calvary is our people, our homes, our families bringing songs and sharing of their lives. Because that's what it's about. It's about us together. So this has been a week of celebration. Today is the day of celebration. For me, it started back on Tuesday. Uh, it was my birthday, and, uh, and, and I was thankful to have a birthday. And of course, I, I wasn't able to, to go out, to have a party, to go out to eat. But I'm so thankful for the phone calls, for the texts, for the Facebook messages, and really for FaceTime, to be able to do FaceTime with my family, and then I even had some drive-through birthday greetings. People came and honked and held posters, say, happy birthday, Pastor Julio, and, and uh, brought goodies, and, and I'm so thankful for that. You know, during this time, a lot of things have been canceled. We have had, uh, during this pandemic, schools have closed and malls have closed, concerts have been canceled and we've had trips that we were hoping to make that have been canceled. I've even had weddings that, that are being postponed and even, even funerals are sometimes being put on hold. But today, the strictest restrictions that have been put on us cannot cancel something that is very important. They can't cancel smiles. They can't cancel conversations. They can't cancel love, they can't cancel peace, and they can't cancel hope. Hope is not canceled. I want to share with you today from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 54 and 55. That's our text for today, and we'll be talking about it. From the NIV, the Bible reads, when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? You know, God's word tells us today that disease does not have the last word. God's word tells us today that death doesn't have the last word. There is one who has the last word, one who has risen and has the last word. The coronavirus has caused us to, to cancel some things temporarily, but there's one who has canceled things permanently. And I'm gonna to talk to you about the things that have been canceled by him. The first thing that, that uh, as we look at the scriptures we're reminded of is that our sin has already been canceled. You know, when we deal with illness, we, we usually deal with with the cause and with the symptoms. I, I have allergies and, and so my symptoms run anywhere from sneezing to scratchy throat to a, a runny nose and, and, uh, and, and, and when all of this is going on, I can, I can treat my symptoms, I can take decongestants, 
I can drink hot tea with honey and lemon to soothe my throat. But, you know, as long as the root cause of my allergies is not addressed, I will continue to have symptoms. This, this springtime causes me to, to, uh, to have allergies, the pollen in the air and, and the grass clippings. You know, I, I'm allergic to, to grass clippings. My wife thinks I'm allergic to mowing the lawn or doing yard work, but, but I'm allergic to, to those kinds of things. And, and as long as there's spring pollen and grass clippings, I will continue to have to deal with the symptoms. You know, death is a symptom of a root problem. We, fight, we can fight deaths to, to uh, death in a way that we can extend life, in a way that, that, that we can deal with the things and postpone it, but uh, because it is a symptom, symptom of something else, death will still have to come at one time. In writing to the believers in the city of Corinth, Paul declares these words that we just read. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? You see, he tells us and he reminds us here that someone has already dealt with the root problem. Someone has found the cause uh, that brings death about and has dealt with it. Death is separation. Death is the separation of the soul from the body. Death is the separation from loved ones. Death is the separation from God. And, and death is a horrible thing. And the cause of, of, of death is sin. The root problem that brings about both our spiritual and our physical death is a separation from God is, is sin. God told Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden that if they ate from that one tree that they would surely die. The death would come as a consequence of their disobedience. And so everything that we experience uh, in this broken, fallen world is a result of sin and disobedience. On this Easter Sunday, the Bible reminds us that the cause of death has been canceled already. The root problem that results in death has already been dealt with. And Paul reminds the Corinthians, and he reminds us too of that. Earlier in chapter 15 of Corinthians, you'll, you'll find a, a very important uh, scripture, verses 3 and 4 of 1 Corinthians 15. Read like this. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. This is the gospel in a nutshell. That Christ died on the cross according to the scriptures. That he was buried and that on the third day he rose from the dead. Jesus died for our sins it says, according to the scriptures. Now, that's an important passage for me. That's an important phrase because it reminds us that Jesus' death on the cross was not an accident. That Jesus' death on the cross was not a mishap or a misstep. That God was not surprised by the death of Jesus. In fact, it was his plan all along. It was foretold. It, it was forethought before uh, we could even imagine that it would happen. 
hundreds of years before Jesus comes to earth, the prophet Isaiah talks to us about that in, in Isaiah chapter 53, uh, verses four and five. This is hundreds of years before Jesus is even born. Isaiah prophesies about his suffering. Listen to verses four and five of Isaiah 53. It says, surely he took our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. In eternity, when God made a plan to come to earth, he didn't make a plan to come and deal with our symptoms. He didn't make a plan to come and relieve our temporary suffering. He came to deal with the root of our problems, which is sin. Our sin was canceled at the cross. Our sin has already been canceled by Christ. We, we still deal with the symptom of death, but we know that the cause of death, that what brings about that symptom, that sin has been dealt with. Jesus nailed it to the cross. He suffered, he bled, he died, he was buried, but on the third day, he rose victoriously. Our Savior rose and conquered sin. And Romans says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. One of the precious people that is part of our congregation is Liz Gonzalez. Liz is uh, a children's worker and and, uh, and, and you can see a picture of her here visiting with other children's workers during this time. And, and she's also an artist. She, she draws beautiful things. And this week she wrote a poem. And I asked if she would set the poem uh, to a video that we could share with you today. And it talked exactly about this. So, so listen to this poem from one of our very own, Liz Gonzalez.
Happy day. Thank you, Liz, for reminding us that our biggest concern, our biggest problem is not the coronavirus, but is sin. And that sin has been dealt with. Sin has been canceled at the cross. And, and we need to take that antidote. We, we need to take that cure by faith. And the second thing that, that has been canceled or can be canceled is, is our fear. Our fear can be canceled today. Fear is an incredible thing. You know, fear, uh, there are many things that fear can, uh, that can cause fear to us. But, but as we think about all of them, fear can, can get a hold of us and it can make us, make us anxious. In fact, uh, fear can even kill us. We can be afraid of getting sick. We can be afraid of losing a loved one. We can be afraid of running out of money. We can be afraid of losing our jobs. We can be afraid of what's going to happen with the economy. We can be afraid of getting sick and afraid of death. There are so many things of which we can be afraid. You know, this week as our staff met over Zoom, we, we talked about how ready we are for things to get back to normal. And as we were talking about that, we, we, we realized that sometimes we, we have gotten so comfortable with the normal that sometimes we've, we've just desired for things to go well. And, and we're reminded today that, uh, that, that some members of the Corinthian church began to focus on their immediate plight. They stopped thinking about their eternal hope, the implications of Jesus' resurrection. They stop thinking and understanding that present hope comes from our future assurance. So Paul reminds them, in fact, he rebukes them. He tells them that their highest hope is not in having a good life here, but if, if that's what they think, if they think that, that our biggest thing to hope for is for things to get back to normal, for us to have a nice day, for us to have a happy life, then we've missed the point of the gospel. Listen to what Paul tells the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 19 and 20. It reads like this. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. You see, here's what Paul reminds us of, that the resurrection of Jesus points to our resurrection. If we get sick here, one day we'll get well. If we, if, we, if we lose everything now, one day we'll have everything. If we die, one day we will be raised from the dead. I'm not saying that we take that lightly. I'm not saying that, that there are not reasons to, to, to be sad and to be broken. I understand we have reasons to be broken. But at the end of the day, we have a hope. We don't have to fear we don't have to be overcome by fear. Our fear is canceled 
today. The resurrection of Jesus brings hope for the present. That's why our life means something now. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Today, we cancel our subscription to fear and we subscribe to hope. You know, I was uh, in these times when, when the gym is closed, I, I've been walking around my neighborhood in the mornings and, and I was so encouraged the other day as I was walking and I came across a sidewalk uh, chalk drawing and, uh, and I took a picture of it. Let me show it to you. And, and it says, Jesus loves you. And then I turned to the driveway and I saw uh, a, a big chalk drawing that talked about hope and about beating COVID-19 hanging in there, this, this idea of, of hope instead of fear. And I'm so thankful for various people in our congregation. Uh, this is Nicole and Monica who, who from, from our church who drew this on their driveway. Instead of sitting at home thinking about the things that they are afraid of, they're offering hope. Uh, I, I was also very blessed to see the Johnson family. There was a Facebook post that Village Healthcare and Rehab uh, put up thanking them because they, they took little uh, cards to the residents in that facility. They had posters giving them hope. They took cookies to them uh, and, and, and they encouraged them during this time. And then the McAllen Monitor uh, newspaper featured a story about a McAllen family that was offering hope to their neighbors. Well, that family is, is from Calvary, Krista and, and Richard Roberts, uh, did a little thing in their neighborhood, putting notes in the mailboxes of their neighbors and, and saying, look, let's form a, a Facebook group where we can share information with each other and, and we can uh, show a, a very tangible way to love one another. And, and it was so important to those neighbors that even the newspaper noticed, that's who we are. We're people of hope. We're not people of fear. We're people who have hope, who offer hope. Fear gets canceled today, y'all. Romans chapter eight, verses 15 and 17 says the following to us. It says, the spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Nope, hope is not canceled, but fear is. And then third, we find in the scriptures that our death will be canceled. I'll tell you something that has not been canceled yet, but it will be canceled. That's death. Jesus conquered sin and death for us at the cross and at the resurrection. Sin has been canceled and death will be canceled. If we go back to 1 Corinthians 15, we'll, we'll find in verse 26 that the Bible says that the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Yes, Jesus conquered death. When Jesus rose from the dead, he demonstrated that he has power over death. He has the power to overcome it. He overcame it himself and he has overcome it for us. You know, this is the, the first Easter that 
I won't have my baby sister here with us. She uh, passed away this last November uh, after a very difficult illness. I don't think any older brother should have to uh, bury his baby sister. I don't think any parent should have to bury their child, but, but sometimes we have to. That's, that's how life is. Death is an awful thing. Death separates us from our loved ones and, and it hurts. It's painful. This week we've been reminded of so many people who have died here in the RGV, of people that have died in, in California, in New York, and in many other parts of, of our country and of the world. And, and it's overwhelming. It's numbing to hear of the thousands and thousands of deaths and, and to hear the numbers every day and then to stop and think that every single one of those, it's somebody's sister, somebody's brother, somebody's baby, somebody's grandfather, somebody's husband, somebody's wife. It's, it's easy to lose that in the, in the number calculation that these are precious lives. And, and we know that, that when people who believe in Jesus Christ, who make him Savior and Lord, they die, and, and we know they're going to heaven, and that comforts us for a time being. But listen, our, our ultimate hope is not that our loved one's spirit went to be to heaven because they believe in Jesus Christ. Our ultimate hope is, is that one day their broken and frail bodies will rise from the grave because they trusted in Jesus Christ. The resurrection of Jesus will make good their resurrection and their death will be canceled. That's what verse 54 says. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Death's hold on us is only temporary. Jesus rose and he will raise us. Hope, hope hasn't been canceled. I had the opportunity this, uh, this week to, to visit with, with Larry and Judy Prater. Some of you may know that, that he has gone through a tremendous ordeal of surgeries and cancer and chemo. And I want you to hear from them as I talk with them and share about the hope that they have. So you had a pretty good scare, huh, Judy? I, I remember at, at the first surgery was eight hours long. And at the end of this surgery, the surgeon came out and, and told us that we needed to prepare ourselves, that he really didn't think he was gonna make it. And I remember texting you at that time and telling you that something like something's gone terribly wrong. And uh, I had barely sent it when you called me. And uh, we had prayer on the phone and that was such a blessing and I appreciate that and I thank you. And I knew, I knew that, you know, it was going to be all right, no matter if God chose to take Larry or he chose to have something else for him to do, that, that he was going to be okay and we were going to be okay. Although that's, you say that through tears, you know, it's not like I'm going, oh, everything's going to be okay. You know, <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just bawling my eyes out, but um, God's in control and I know he is. And I, it's so great to have 
church family that have reached out to us. Calvary family has been wonderful. Our Sunday school, our BFS classes has been wonderful. ABF class, I'm sorry, uh, has been wonderful. And we have other Christian friends within our network that have just been over backwards to pray for us. And Larry has said many times how he really truly felt God's oh, presence no. because of the prayers of our Christian I have, I have told you that before, Pastor, that I can feel, literally feel, the prayers that are being offered up. And that's no joke. That's not a. That's not something I'm. I fabricated or invented. I, it's it's like a almost like a, a palpable, you know, physical feeling. Like like I don't want to say like laying hands on me, but that's sort of what it's like. It really is. Uh, you were telling us before we started taping this that your theme is hope. And uh, I think it's, I think hope is, is the thing that motivates everybody. We have hope uh, constantly. Const hope is what gets us going, keeps us going. Uh, during this past couple of weeks, a lot of uh, artists, musicians have start, taken to doing small concerts. Mm -hmm. And uh, one, of the, uh, one of the artists, is, the grandkids and I like a band called Switchfoot. And mm -hmm. it's... Uh, Missionary, missionary, missionary kid and pastor's son. They, they, uh, they have a band, and they they had some popular success in, in secular realms. But uh, one, the the leader of the band is John, uh, and he is a uh, uh, does solo music that is more of a more overtly Christian nature. And he was saying the other day when he does every night he does a, a song or two uh, from his his living room, and he was speaking about hope. Talking about how hope is is the, the greatest thing. It, it's what it's what gets you up in the morning. It's what uh, uh, comforts you, puts you to bed at night. Uh, hope is what keeps us <clears throat> keeps us keeps us upright. Keeps us keeps Amen. us alive. Amen. And, uh, Amen. Hope, hope certainly has done everything for Judy and I. Uh, yeah, it's, it's incredible how you had such a close call and, and there was really kind of, like Judy said, there was a moment of surrender where you kind of left Larry at the altar and, and uh, just trusted God. When you believe in the risen Lord, you can have hope. You have hope in, in life and you can have hope in death. You can, you can know that regardless of what happens, that, that death will be canceled one day because of what Jesus did on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. We are reminded today in, in Romans chapter 8, verses 22 and 23. Uh, Romans 8, 22 and 23 says, We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. When I was in high school, I, I uh, liked listening to a Christian rock band called Petra, and they had a song um, called Grave Robber, and, and I, I've always been uh, blessed by, by those lyrics ever since those days, and, and it goes like this. There's a step that we all take alone, an appointment we have with the great unknown, like a vapor, this life is just waiting to pass, like the flowers that fade, like the withering grass. 
But life seems so long and death so complete and the grave an impossible portion to cheat. But there's one who has been there and still lives to tell. There is one who has been through both heaven and hell and the grave will come up empty-handed that day. Jesus will come and steal us away. Where is the sting? Tell me, where is the bite? Where the grave robber comes like a thief in the night. Where is the victory? Where is the prize? When the grave robber comes and death finally dies. Jesus is our grave robber. His tomb is empty. And one day, our tomb will also be empty. That's why this text from 1 Corinthians 15:55 continues to ring true on this Easter day. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? I'll tell you what's been canceled. Death has been canceled. I'll tell you what has not been canceled. Hope has not been canceled. Sin was canceled at the cross. Fear can be canceled today because of our future hope and death will be canceled one day because Jesus rose from the death. But the one thing that remains is hope. Hope remains. Hope is not canceled. Let me conclude with, with this. Uh, there's a couple by the name of Albert and Kelly Connor. Kelly uh, has been undergoing chemotherapy uh, because of cancer. And her husband, Arthur Albert, has promised to be with her every step of the way, to be with her, uh, with her, with her appointments and her chemo. But, but during this COVID-19 situation, as they went to MD Anderson a couple of weeks ago, he was not allowed to go in uh, to, to be with her during uh, her chemotherapy. And so the news captured a moment where, where she takes this selfie and he's sitting outside uh, by his car, sitting on a chair, and he tells her that, that, that he can't be inside with her, but that he's right there waiting for her. You know, when, when I think about this loving picture of a husband who finds a way to be with his wife during this difficult time, I'm reminded that our risen Savior is like a loving husband that says to us, when you get through all of this, when, when you pass every crisis, every suffering, every trial, I'll be right here where I've always been. I'll be right here with open arms, loving you and waiting for you. Because everything that was necessary for your forgiveness and your eternal life and your resurrection has already been taken care of. I have canceled sin and fear and death so that you can come home so that you can have hope in the resurrected Lord. Have you made this hope yours already? Have you claimed this, this forgiveness of sins, this victory over death, this victory over fear, this hope that lets us live in the present and that gives us the assurance of our future resurrection? You can do so today. You can trust Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord by simply praying right now. This Easter morning can be a morning where, where he calls you out of a, a spiritual tomb and you can come into his glorious light by praying and saying, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins on the cross. And I believe that you rose from the grave and the, the tomb is empty because you sit on your throne today. 
And today I want to make that gift that you came to give me, I want to receive it. I want to make it mine. I want that hope that can never be canceled. I trust you, I believe you, and I receive it by faith in the name of Jesus. I hope that you pray that prayer today, and, and if you prayed it for the first time and, and you meant it, I know God is already working in your life. Reach out to us, let us know about it. We, we wanna walk with you as you become a disciple of Jesus. I hope and pray that your Easter today is filled with hope. Thank you so much to, to all of our families uh, that contributed to our worship today in song, in poem, in interview, in chalk drawings, and in so many ways. Thank you to our, our media team, to Josh uh, Warneri and the whole team that is making this possible. And thank you for, for your generosity. This, this last week has been encouraging in our giving. We ask you to continue to give uh, as we continue to do our ministry. Yesterday we had the opportunity through our Bread of Life market to, to uh, distribute food to over 150 families during this time. And you make that possible with your contributions. So continue your support, continue your faithfulness. Let me pray for us today as we uh, end our live stream. Father, thank you for the hope of Easter. Thank you for coming to earth living a perfect life, dying on the cross, and after being buried, rising from the dead, to give us life and life eternal, to give us hope, a hope that cannot be canceled. And so today, as we celebrate, as we eat around the table, as we discuss what it means to us, as we, as we enjoy family time, may you be our guest of honor. May you be at the head of the table because you are our risen Lord. Bless our families, bless the frontline workers, our nurses, our doctors, our first responders, protect them, bring healing to our land, bring revival to your church. In the name of the risen Lord, Jesus Christ, amen. God bless, have a happy Easter.